Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. First off on the show, this is a topic that rarely gets talked about in the media, yet it's something that we all need to be made aware of, and that is the danger posed by some mobile phone chargers. Now, I would advise you all to listen very closely to this story because chances are, if you're like myself, you plug your phone in at night uh, and leave it charging. Some people, I used to do this myself, um, and I'm sure there's some of you that still do it. I used to charge my phone under my pillow uh, while I was sleeping. So I'd plug in the phone when I go to bed and I'd put the phone under the pillow and leave it there, not thinking of the dangers. And we're going to hear from a, a Dublin father who were fo- he and his family were forced out of their Darndale home um, after their house was engulfed by a fire. And that was a fire that was started by an iPhone charger. And before I talk to him, I want to open the lines to you because I want to find out how prevalent this issue is. Uh, have you ever had a situation where uh, your mobile phone charger has gone on fire or you came back, you woke up the next day and you saw that it was after burning through uh, the flex? And I think what the problem is with mobile phone chargers is I don't think it's the, you know, the Apple makes or the Samsung makes. I think it's the spurious chargers. You know, the ones that you can buy in, in shops for like three quid uh, that most of us have when, you're, when your iPhone charger breaks, you end up replacing it with a cheap charger. And a lot of the time, I think um, they're, they're not safe and they haven't been passed by, by EU regulations. And I think it's those chargers that are, that are causing the problem, the spurious ones, as they're called. But if you've ever had an incident with a mobile phone charger, I would love to hear your stories. 087-188-008. I want to shine a light on this today and find out how big of a problem it is. And, you know, the job sometimes that we have here uh, doing shows like this is to highlight things that will make your life safer. OK, that's what we're here for, to highlight things that will make your life safer. And if talking to this father today makes one person plug out their phone in the middle of the night and just leave it unplugged, then we have done our job. Uh, as I said, the Dublin family were forced out of their Darndale home after their house was engulfed by a fire. Now, we're going to put photographs up on uh, the Ireland Cla- Irish, Ireland's Classic Hits Twitter page in a couple of moments for you to see the extent of that damage. But joining us on the on the line is a good friend of mine, Stephen Mangan. You're very welcome along to the show, Stephen. How are you? Jeremy, hey, good to talk to you. Yeah, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry we have to. We haven't spoken for a while, but I'm sorry that we have to talk under these circumstances. Um, yeah, I was looking at the photographs earlier on, and as I said, those of you listening can look. If you go onto Ireland's Classic Kits uh, Twitter page, you'll see some of the photographs the Lashing is putting up now of the extensive damage that was caused. Stephen, take us back to uh, last Wednesday. Uh, what time did this happen at? Well, I, I went home uh, last Wednesday around half past twelve in the afternoon. Um, I just doing. I was grabbing grab some stuff. I was, I was grabbing out um, laptop and stuff like that. Um, and I came back to the house, and I live in a cul-de-sac up there. And I bought the house up there about, about 15, 20 years ago. Uh, sorry. And um, what happened was when I, when I came back up, we, we only got the house kind of resealed. You know, we get this BRE, the BRA for yes, of course, around. yeah. And we got all the nooks and crannies in the house all kind of really tightly sealed up and all that for winter and all that thing. So, so there was no smoke when I came up to the door of the house. So, so when you when you when you arrived at the house, you, you there was nothing out of the ordinary. There wasn't smoke billowing from the windows. No, no, couldn't see a thing. Now I tell you, in Sarah's room where this uh, the fire happened, 
uh, it was a, a basically what we done was we had converted upstairs of the house. We put an extension on the back there a few years ago. But we never took out the beveled window at the front of the uh, you know the front of the house. So you can't really see in. Yeah. If you don't know, yeah. it's beveled glass, and the blind was pulled down and the whole lot. So there was the the, the the first indication I got from there's something wrong was when I got to the front door, I could hear an alarm going off inside. So I opened the door. I remember my my neighbour who lives two doors up. Um, he was unloading his shopping from his from his jeep. And but as soon as I opened the door, bang! The smoke just bellowed out of the front of the house. You know what I mean? So that's when a sort of oxygen kind of got into the house, if you know what I mean. So the the, the smoke came bellowing out, and the whole lot. And I, went, and I, I thought the first thing that went through my mind was, I don't have anybody a Friday that morning. And my niece, I think, stayed with me as well. And I, I don't have anybody a Friday early that morning. And I thought I left the frying pan on. Okay, so you thought it was yeah, just you thought it was just a minor fire yeah. in the kitchen or something like that. Yeah. See, at this stage, still, I hadn't got extensiveness hadn't hit me, you know. So I went in, and as soon as I tried to get in the front door, that was it. The heat just basically, you know, fought back in the whole lot. I knew, I knew something was really, really, really wrong, you know. So I got into the house, took the jumper out, got into the house, put the jumper over the face, got halfway up the stairs to try to open a window on the landing. And then I knew it was the fire was upstairs. So I, I kind of couldn't get, couldn't get up to the top of the stairs. At this stage, it was, the place was like an oven. So I got out and Troy, my, my neighbour, came flying came, came up to me with a couple of fire extinguishers and um, a ladder. So I got up onto the, uh, the lean-to roof on the front of the house to smash the windows and basically tried to get a, an extinguisher into it, you know, but the, the damage had already been way done. I hadn't done at that time, you know. My, uh, the whole square has been out now at this stage and, and Dublin Fire Brigade had been called and, and that was that. But I mean, you, you can see through the photographs how you know how how much damage that uh, the, the phone left plugged in just did you know it, it was crazy really you know the whole bed was basically engulfed everything in the room had had melted you know um the, she had uh makeup and stuff like that she's a little beauty room in her in her bedroom and she makeup and stuff like that all everything had kind of the glass bottles of of uh of um nail varnish and that had actually melted. Well, you know I mean? okay, so so the the, the house the, the house was in, the house was engulfed pretty much. This wasn't just an isolated uh, fire. This was no, this no, fu- it wasn't. No, no, just basically one half of the house basically was destroyed. Now the, the whole house was destroyed, but half of by smoke and the other half by by by, by the flames and the water and all that. I was lucky enough that I had all the doors upstairs, a good fire doors upstairs in the house. And I always close the door behind me, no matter where I'm going. I always close the door behind me. Yeah. And I think I think that's what contained the fire uh, as much as it did for for as long as it did. You know? Now, for those of you uh, listening to Stephen's story, if you want to get a visual on this, uh, head over to the Ireland's Classic Hits uh, Twitter page at the moment where we have photographs up of the damage because you just you just need to see what this damage is like. And the first photograph, I, I assume this is your daughter Saoirse's bedroom, is it? Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. And yeah. just to describe for people who, who can't get access to it at the moment, you can see her bed is absolutely, there's nothing left of it, just the frame. Uh, the wallpaper is completely uh, black. The ceiling is in bits. And the ceiling is also caved in uh, over her bed uh, as well. This is an extensive fire. And then the other photograph that I'm looking at here shows your kitchen dining table where the yeah. uh, where the ceiling literally just collapsed uh, down yeah, on top yeah. of the table. Yeah, uh, that's basically Sarah's bedroom is right over the kitchen. And that's the kitchen island you're looking at there. And that, that had caved in on top of it. But, but I mean, it was three inches of water on the floor throughout the downstairs of the house. You know what I mean? So wow. That, that's kind of, you know, I mean, look, at the end of the day, 
the only good part about this whole situation is that there was nobody at home at the time of the fire and there was nobody hurt, you know. But even my next door neighbours were oblivious to this fire, you know. Um, they were they were sitting in their sitting room and they had been oblivious to this fire. It just, but it just goes to show you how how quickly these things can happen. Absolutely. And dangerous they are, you know. Okay. Sorry, Stephen. Let's 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 talk about the the phone charger. Um, it was an an iPhone charger. Was it an official iPhone charger, or was it one of those spurious ones? It was a spurious charger. Yeah. It, was the, it was the one. It was a longer lead one. I think yeah. it was a fifteen foot cable. And you, you know, you know, kids these days they don't like they're on the phones twenty four hours a day. Anyway, you know what I mean. Four, yeah. At the end of the day, they don't like me sitting beside the soccer <laughs> when they're in their bed and and been on the phone. So I mean, my own fault as well. I'm I'm I'm, I'm very I'm, I'm guilty of. Of having you know the, the same chargers and the same thing, you know. Ah, Stephen, Stephen, here, listen. There's not a person listening to the show right now who hasn't either charged their phone at night or used a spurious charger. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, the charger I use beside my bed at night, and I'm going to change it today uh, following this conversation. But I use a, sp- a long spurious uh, charger lead as well, so I can use the phone while I'm in bed. And yeah. had you all. Had all the family, I know this wasn't in the middle of the night, but had all the family, yourself, Saoirse, um and your wife, Sinead, had you all used chargers overnight pl- left plugged in? Well, no, well I, I, don't, I don't, not all the time, if you know what I mean, but I mean, I mean, we were all guilty of it. But, I mean, it was the simple fact that, uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was done and you know, nothing we can do about it now, you know what I mean? But it, it just goes to show you that you hear about, oh, yeah, you know, don't use these spurious chargers and don't leave your phone here and don't... And nobody ever thinks... No, no of course yeah, not. Yeah, that, won't, that won't happen to me, you know what I mean? That, that's the sort of... Yeah, I mean, good, I, Attitude, everybody has. Yeah, Morris has been on to us. If you want to send us a WhatsApp, 087-188-008. That's 087-188-008. We're talking to uh, Dublin uh, father Stephen Mangan, whose house was pretty, I wouldn't say burnt to the ground, but not far off it, uh, after his daughter Saoirse's mobile phone charger uh, ignited and pretty much destroyed the house. And we're trying to find out how commonplace this is. Has this ever happened to you? Have you ever had a charger that's gone up in flames like this or sparks have come out of it? Um, Morris has been on to us and he says, um, are these chargers not checked at point of entry? What's the point in having port security if this stuff is getting in here? You see, now, this is where I, I don't know if this stuff is illegally imported. I mean, and you probably don't even know if that... Um, if that charger had a, you know, that EU seal of approval or whatever that 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 goods have, um, I, yeah, well, that's the thing you say, and there's none of it left at this stage. The forensic, the forensic investigation that happened yesterday, they were in the house for about four hours yesterday, looking for, you know, the, the source of the fire. Now there had been a, a, a GHD corning, you know, the, the hair thing. As yeah, well. sure. That had been there. I mean, we all we, we thought that that was the actual uh, cause of the fire. Even the lads from DFB said to me, look, we can't be sure, but this is what we think it was. But it, it just goes to show that the actual phone itself was was um, embedded. I sent you photographs of the actual phone itself. But um, the phone itself was 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 embedded with all the, you know, the, the springs and the bits and parts off the bed that nobody could see it. Okay. Until the actual, until the fire, fire investigation guys guys did yesterday, they found it. And they found the cause that, that it was the actual mobile so phone. Knew. Okay, I want to talk. I want to talk about uh, your daughter Saoirse because this is horrific for her. Now, I believe, and this just shows you the tragedy of this. Uh, that at the moment she's off getting a new school uniform. Is that right? Yeah, that's oh. right, Jesse. I'm in here. I'm outside waiting on her here. She's getting her school uniform. Oh. So, um, you know, so that's the thing now as well. You know what I mean? It's, it's all the little things that you yeah. don't kind of see yeah. with this, this, these sorts of things. And, and, oh, it's crazy, really, you know. And how is she, Stephen, after... I mean, looking at the photograph of her of her bedroom there, 
And I'm sure it was a beautiful girl's bedroom beforehand. She had all her stuff laid out, her makeup, all that. It's now yeah. absolutely gutted. It's just ashes. How is she dealing with this? Well, the thing about it is, yeah, we couldn't really say to Saoirse that it was, you know, it's, you know it's your fault you left your phone plugged in, you know. Oh, but no, it's yeah. Not, it's not, it's not, it's not, well, I mean, we just, we just basically tell her, look, it was an electrical fault. You know, don't be worried about it. It's not your fault, you know. She was just devastated over all our stuff and our... And our um, you know, her, her makeup and all her stuff that she got for Christmas and stuff like that was all, all day, you know. But look, as we said, the, the the main part of all this is, number one, nobody was hurt. I mean, this, this had happened during the night. She might not have woken up. Oh, I mean, no, might yeah. have woken up, you know. But I mean, number one, that's, that's it. There's, there's nobody hurt. And number two, just to get it out there. Not okay, so yeah, what, what would your warning uh, be to the thousands of people listening to this right now who have these uh, spurious chargers and are plugging their phones overnight, or they're they're heading to they're heading to the shops and leaving the phone plugged in. I mean, I I went to the shop. I was home alone there the other day. I think it was Sunday. Went around to the shops and left the phone plugged in in the uh, in the kitchen. We have those USB sockets in our kitchen. You know where you just plug. Yeah, the... that's what we had this actually plugged into. We have one really? of the USB sockets. Yeah, I mean, um, we had it plugged into the the, the socket and one end, but it's one of those really long charges, around fifteen feet. You know what I mean? So, um, so it's plugged in there, and then the phone was plugged in on the other end. Okay. But I mean, my, my, my warning to, to anybody, and I mean, as I said, I'm guilty of it myself, I've done it a million times, but not to leave it unattended, and not not, not even the fact that leaves it unattended, it's, it's not even to do with the actual exposure charge at all, it's not to leave anything unattended that, that you're, you're even plugged in, I mean... Uh, remember, I remember years ago, even at Christmas, there used to be hundreds of ads all over the telly. Take out your Christmas tree, take out your Christmas like Take everything out. Just don't leave anything plugged in at all you know, when it's unattended. You know? Now, uh, I want to ask you as well about the GoFundMe page. That now, and I want to I want to stress it wasn't set up by you. It was set up set up by a mutual friend of ours, actually, uh, yeah. Robbie. And um, tell yeah. us about the GoFundMe page that has been set up because I want to try and get your help. Because hearing the story of your daughter Saoirse losing all, and I'm just thinking. For a child of 11 years of age to lose all their prized possessions, all their, their favourite things that they have in their bedroom is just horrific. So tell me about the GoFundMe page. Well, Robbie, as you said, good mutual friend of ours, Robbie has set that up. Um, our insurance provider kind of had lost because, as you know, musicians, everybody in the trades, the whole lot, we've been off work for the last two years or so, so you let these things go by the wayside and you don't really ever think that your house is going to go on fire. So, yeah. I mean... Robbie Kane had, had basically came to me and he said to me over the last day, I kind of fought him with it. Uh, you know, fought with him saying, oh, yeah. Jesus, oh, no, you know, I don't know. And Robbie has just, you know, said, look, this is it. We're, we're not going to get back into your house until we get this, we get this door. Oh, sorry, had you, so, Stephen, had you left the house insurance lapse, had you, in the last year? Yeah. Oh, well, no, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I sure look, what, we, what can we do about that? I know, I've done, I've done it plenty of times myself where we've just forgotten. Um, and I know it is what it is now. Uh, now, if you want details of um, Stephen's, and and again, Stephen said himself he wasn't that comfortable with it being set up, but Robbie did the right thing. Robbie is his friend. He set up a um, GoFundMe page. You can get the link to that on the Ireland's Classic Hits Twitter page right now where Ashling has put up a link to the GoFundMe page and it's also on the Ireland's Classic Hits Facebook page as well. So if you go on to either of those, you will see the link for the uh, the GoFundMe that has been set up because this family have literally been left with, with nothing and you heard there yourself, uh, his daughter Saoirse at the moment is off buying a new school uniform. Is she out of school for the, the next couple of days until this all... Yeah, well, she's out of school now for the next few days. She'll be back in on Monday. We're just, we're just trying to get everything started. We're in a hotel at the minute and, uh, you know, so we're, we're kind of basically sitting there. Because of the investigation that only completed yesterday, we couldn't do much, you know what I mean? 
So, I mean, I have to say, we've great friends and family all around us, including yourself, including everybody in the media and the whole lot, which we've all been involved in for a very, very long time. And I've been, I'm getting calls left, right, centre and the whole lot to, to, you know, to, you know, anybody can do anything and that sort of thing. It's, everybody's been absolutely fantastic, you know. Now, one, 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 one final question, Stephen. A lot of people are sending in different photographs of their charges and asking me, was this the one, was that yeah. the one? Now, I don't want to know what shop it was bought in, obviously. Um, but was it just one of those uh, general phone repair shops that it was bought in? It was bought in a supermarket? It was, yeah. It was bought, I, uh, bought, I bought actually two of them and I told you so now. <laughs> <laughs> the other one was in my car. And that got put straight into the bin, you know. But, yeah. I mean, they, they look very robust, these charges. They, yeah. They're not little flimsy things, they're, but they're, they're, they look like they're made well. But they always do kind of look like they're made well and the whole lot. But, but you know, it's you know, it's, it's, it's crazy the way, you know, these things happen. But I mean, you never think it's going to happen to you, but right. it does happen, you know. Well, thanks very much for, for joining us, Stephen. And the best of luck with that GoFundMe page. As I said, I, I never even mentioned at the start of it that that's what you do for a living. You're a musician, which kind of adds yeah. to it because uh, musicians haven't had much work in the last two years. But yeah. we'll wish your wife uh, uh, all the best and Saoirse as well. Yeah. And um, hopefully your, li- your life can get back to normal as soon as possible. And, you know, the, the one thing I love, I love about you, Stephen, is you're so positive about this. This is, this is you know, it's ravaged your home. But, you know, Possessions can be replaced, and exactly. no nobody yeah. was hurt, and that is the main thing to take yeah. away from this. Thanks, That's Stephen. Nice. Cheers. Thanks, Jared. Bye bye. Good luck. Good luck. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.